0: Morning friends, I'm Karen Pennington, and I love a good story. Particularly, I love a good backstory. You know, like that thing where you're really invested in a character, and then they tell you where they came from, or how they got to be, the way they could be. I think I first realized this with the Star Wars trilogy. Now I like Star Wars, the first Star Wars came out the year I was born, so that tells you how old or how young I am, depending on your frame of reference, but it came out when I was born and I remember liking it as a child, kind of growing up with it, and then all of a sudden, uh, what about 15, 20 years later, they came out with episode one, you know they had started episode four, started Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and all that, and then Episode one came out, and the thing that got me really excited was this character of Anakin Skywalker, and that was Darth Vader. And I was like, "Oh, I get to just—I dis- get to figure it out. How did Darth Vader get so mean? Yeah, how did he get to be that way?" And I just—I love the episode one, two, and three. Still, are probably my favorite uh, Star Wars episodes because that's like the how did this happen? How did I get to be and. Uh, a few years later, I was into a show, most of you, again, this is how old or how young I am, you'll know, uh, there was a show called Lost, and it was a huge mystery of a show, but a very biggest part of it was to tell the backstories of how these people got on this island and where they were and who they were, and it was really interesting because once you saw the backstory, sometimes your opinion of the person changed when it was like, oh, so that's why they're doing that. That's how they came to be. It was a little different than I thought. It's, there's just something about knowing a person's, you know, history that kind of draws you into. It um, just draws you in and makes it more interesting whether you like them more or like them less. A lot of times you like them more because it's like there's this understanding. And I think of myself and my own friends and it's like, you know, the more we tell our stories, the more we hear our stories, the more... We become compelled and close with one another, and the more you realize our own identity and power. So, there's just something there's just something in a backstory. It's just good, it's satisfying. And I'm sorry to say, I'm looking at this you know, the most interesting person in all history, my Lord and Savior. I was looking for his backstory, and he sure does have one. But the Bible doesn't show it. I mean, when we're talking about the person of Jesus Christ, when we're talking about Jesus Christ, the human being, Jesus Christ's story is throughout the whole Bible because Jesus is God. So in that sense, yes, we have this huge backstory and Jesus Christ is evident in God's people. So in that case, his backstory is everywhere. But when we're talking about the person, the human being of Jesus Christ, specifically in the... uh, you know, author, 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 the person authorized biography of him, i.e. the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have a very little backstory. I don't know why it never occurred to me too much to be bothered by this. Uh, but the other day I was reading in Luke and Luke 2 gives us about the most thorough account that we have of anyone within you know the authorized biography within the gospels of jesus before he was a grown-up and we have luke 2 1 to 21 talks about his birth and then skips a little bit to his circumcision on the eighth day then we skip forward maybe about two and a half three months before he's presented at the temple we know that babies were presented at the temple As infants, we also know that women had a period of purification of at least two and a half months, so he would have been at least three months old, so somewhere between maybe three months and two years, three months, two and a half years, something like that. Um, He's presented at the temple, and that's when we know that, uh, I'd spoken about it before, two people, two real prophetic people came and said, yeah, this is the Savior of Israel, and then we skip 12 years. And it talks about one more time at the temple. So basically, everything's about Jesus at the temple as a kid. So he was born, great detail. He was baptized, great detail. We didn't need to read the Bible to know that because he was Jewish. Of course he was baptized. He was presented at the temple. Again, it was a Jewish thing. We didn't even really need to read the Bible to know that. And then he was presented at the temple. So the only details we have of Jesus up until 12 were something that we would have already known by knowing Jewish history and culture. And then... To cover the next 18 years between when Jesus was 12 and when he was 30. We have one verse. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So less than 15 words to cover 18 years. So the human frustrated side of Karen goes... Great job, Luke. We have a full chapter where every single detail is something I could have told you without reading the book of Luke. It's like, thank you, Captain Obvious. This is not a great backstory. A Jewish kid was born, was presented at the temple, was presented again at the temple, went to the temple every year. His parents got frustrated with him when he was 12, and then he grew up. Okay, so that's like, you know every jewish boy that lived back then you could have said john you could have said peter you could have said hezekiah you could have said just about anybody this is what happened and you know as i'm saying this i'm thinking maybe that was a point jesus grew up just like any other kid jesus got lost like any other kid jesus got circumcised and named like every other kid jesus had to learn like Every other kid. And to sum up this entire ch- chapter of obviousness in Luke 2, we have John 1.14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So let's take what's already a small biography of Jesus and make it a little bit smaller. The word became flesh, but the, the key here is the word. The word of God. 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 (laughs) Great, big, humongous, nobody can contain God. God contained himself. For a few years. So that we could be with his self for eternity. It's amazing. Sometimes it just amazes me talking through things. It's just occurring to me. How amazing is that? Jesus... Became like everyone else. God, who could do anything, who already knew everything, limited himself to show us and to be with us and to love us and to save us. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I... Have to be honest i was i was going somewhere else with this this morning i was thinking about something else when i started to talk i was researching differently and i had some clever stuff i wanted to say some clever questions clever thoughts but right now i'm feeling a little dumbfounded even as i'm exploring this god became human. God limited. Jesus' backstory is that he's God. (laughs) How do you tell that in an episode? How do you tell that in a chapter? How do you begin to describe with the words a backstory of a being that never didn't exist. It reminds me as someone who's addicted to answers, addicted to wanting to know, wanting to know, wanting to understand. Where did he come from? What's his story? Why, why, why? You know why? It's the wrong word this morning. The right word is wow. I'm just reminded, even as I'm thinking through this, sometimes we don't have to know. We don't have to know. We don't have to understand. If, again, when you're standing at the Great ca- Grand Canyon, why would you waste your time trying to figure out how it got there? How many, was it a thousand, a billion, what kind of rocks, how far down, all Why would you waste the experience of being in something so awe-inspiring and amazing by trying to figure it out, you know? And there are times for answers. There are times for explanations. There are times for bottom lines. But right in this moment, as I desperately wanted to finish my thought, (laughs) as I desperately wanted to read to you all the other research And good ideas and cross-references and word studies that I did preparing to talk about this. I just think I need to say, wow. Jesus. Everything. Became nothing. So we could have everything. The day after Easter while I'm recording this. We celebrate a lot at Easter. I eat too much at Easter. We have family and friends, and we say thank you, Jesus, this one day. Here's a challenge. Why not stand it on every day? Every day is a miracle. Every day is a chance to celebrate who Jesus is, who God is to us. As I'm saying this, I'm not even sure how much of this makes sense. (laughs) This wasn't what I planned. But I guess I have nothing else today. My challenge, for me first, but to all of us, To just step back in awe. In our daily preparing of ourselves, in our ways we want to go through the practical steps to obey God, those aren't bad. In our daily Bible study, in our desire to seek what is this passage about? What is this passage about? How do I solve this problem? How do I raise my kids? How do I eat right? How do I find the money to fix my heart? All these little details, they're, and they're important, but to just take a moment, set them aside, and stand in awe. Lord Jesus, I think I'm out of words. Fill the space, God. You already do fill the space, God. My prayer right now is that anybody listening, I just invoke your spirit that not that it be of me or my words because it can't be, but that anyone who is listening feels an unmistakable, overpowering sense of your presence and love right this moment in their lives. And that that manifests to them in whatever way you need it to be, Lord. Uh, Lord, May there be a healing, may there be a comfort. If a word of wisdom or knowledge is what they need, then present it, Lord. But more than anything, in this moment, remove the veil, and may we see you. Thank you for becoming nothing so that we could have everything, and you're everything. So you let us reject you for that moment in your time and history when you became nothing so that we could have you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Be blessed, my men, friends, and may you experience Jesus Christ and his power in a new and fresh way today.